Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 83. Today we got a special show here with the Ogden Trail Running Festival, and our special guest is Anna Frost. So if this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes, and let's get after it. Okay, welcome back to the Trail Manners Podcast. We have, we're just going to get right into it. Okay. It's a weekend of the Ogden Trail Running Festival, the first annual. Finally. Uh, finally. Yeah, we've been talking about it for quite some time. And we've got a guest sitting in Studio 78 in the captain's chair. Yep. Anna Frost. Hey, how's it going? Great. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Pleasure. We're uh, super psyched to have you with sitting in. Yeah. The bus. I know. Yeah, I like it. It's awesome in here. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me blush. Oh, it's it my bus. I love I it. So, <laughs> so well, it's thanks baby. for it is, and thanks for coming into town. Yeah. Um, I know you were here yeah, for great. stuff too, but uh, spending time with us last night at the film festival, um, talking to people, signing some shoes. Mm-hmm. That's um, awesome. And yeah, and then today we get to spend a little bit of time in the park, some demo runs, meet and greet, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I know you're busy and you travel a lot, but thank you so much yeah. for doing that. Um, so let's uh, let's just jump right into it. Let's get of uh, all our listeners, the like two or three that maybe don't know who you are right. or, or know <laughs> the background about you. Just mm-hmm. a little background, like where you came from, how you got into it, and that type of thing. Yeah, so um, I'm from New Zealand. I um, grew up with a very outdoorsy family, so um, we were always out camping, out hiking, um, doing anything really, traveling a lot. We grew up in um, Papua New Guinea, so I was there till I was five years old. Um, and then basically when we got back to New Zealand, it was just any sport and every sport that I could do to basically get out of class. Because <laughs> um, <Nice. laughs> who wants to go to school when you can play sports? Yep. Um, but, you know, you have to hit certain um, marks. So, of course, I had to get back in the classroom. Right. Um, but I focused mainly on field hockey. And that was um, from when I was really young till um, 25 years old. So um, I played hockey every night, every level I could find. And um, on top of that, I was also doing school triathlons, school harriers, school... Um, so what's a harrier? Ra- harrier is like a cross-country Cross running. Cross-country? Yep. Okay. Um, and, then, and then when I got into university, I started doing a bit of triathlon. And then um, it really just fell in front of me. There was a national mountain running championship um, qualification race. And our club had to mark the course. So I said, okay, I'll go and mark the course. And then a friend said, well, why don't you race it? So I raced it and I qualified for the world champs in Italy that year. Wow. So that was 2004. And I went to the race and my eyes were wide open. I was just looking at everything. The mountains were stunning. I fell in love with the sport, with the idea that some of these people were following a global circuit and um, traveling from one race to the next race every weekend throughout Europe. And... Um, I just fell in love with it and I wanted to be part of it and 
Um, so the next year I just packed my backpack with my tent and my cooker and a few running shoes and then just went out there and travelled. And I'd go to one race and they'd say, hey, you should go to this <laughs> race next weekend. It's awesome. And I'd say, okay, well, <laughs> get cool. on the train and get there. And um, so it was great because it really combined my passion for travel with running. And right. the beauty of running when you go to a new place is that you discover some somewhere so much easier and quicker because you can run there. Um, so I really feel like it's a, it was a great partnership of, of my passions to be able to do that. Um, and then it was just intrigue really that um, kept me going to more races. I wanted to see what was around the next corner. I wanted to see what was over the next mountain. And, um, you know, there's so many races out in Europe that are right. 20 kilometres, 40 kilometres, 50 miles. And then in America, more so the 100 mile races. And um, the Salomon team were all doing these sort of races and I would go along as crew or pacer and um, I'd see them go through this. And I wasn't really excited about what I could see. <laughs> it looks awful. <laughs> but um, I was intrigued. I wanted to know if I could do it and, and what it would feel like and what I'd go through. Um, so really it was just that intrigue that has kept me moving from distance to distance. Right. So how old were you when you first started? Like you said, you got your backpack and kind of jumped on trains next race. About how old were you at that yeah, point? Yeah, I guess I was 24. Okay. okay. I started doing that, yeah. Nice. And so it's just kind of evolved from there, yeah. really. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's really just been a nice progression. And um, I think that's the beauty for me is that I've got now 13 years of racing um, progressively under my belt that I feel like when I go um, into these longer distances, I've got a lot to draw on, a lot of um, experience of bonking or going too fast or going too right. slow or how it feels when I'm out there. So what was some, like you talked about the different distances. Do you have mm -hmm. a distance that's like your favorite? Your go-to? Your go-to. Like I mean, I really love 50 miles. Yeah. I right. really love that distance, but um, pretty much anything on trails is great. I really like vertical kilometers as well, which is much more popular in Europe than right. America. Um, and they're anywhere from like three kilometers to seven kilometers in distance and then a vertical um, kilometer in gain. In gain, yeah. Um, and they're just brutal, but right. they're so fun. You know, they're over really quickly. Um, <laughs> yep. At the time, you're like, oh my you gosh, I'm even going to get there. Yep. You suffer hard, yeah, <laughs> but you're done. And, and that was the beauty in Europe when I was traveling is I could do a vertical K on a Wednesday night and then a mountain run on Saturday and then another race on Sunday and repeat that the next week. And right. um, there was there's a big circuit of people that do exactly that. Hmm. So you kind of run across or see the same individuals week after week. Yeah, right, and I'd always said it was like a meandering family that we'd <laughs> sort of, you know, come to and fro from one race and then we wouldn't see each other for a week and then we would or we'd travel together and go camping in the mountain and then get put up in a nice hotel for the race and clean up and <laughs> wash our clothes in the bathtub. And <laughs> yeah, nice. so it was, it was really fun. Yeah. So we're going to talk because we have a lot of listeners that ask questions for mm -hmm. us, right? So one of the things we want to talk to you about, just with your background and how you got into it, just kind of like people that are either transitioning from maybe a road to a trail or just want to mm -hmm. get into trail running mm -hmm. because it's it's really taking off, especially yeah. with social media. People see the photos exactly. and like, oh, I want to get in the mountains. Yeah. Right. What would you say to people that are just starting the trail running scene, like they want to get into it? What are some good tips for them? Yeah, I think um, definitely it's been patient because you're not just going to get strong ankles in one run. You're not going to get good proprioceptors or good confidence on the really technical stuff in one run you need to give it time and you know you have to appreciate that running a half marathon 
on road is completely different to running a half marathon on trail. So, I mean, you can easily double your time when you go to a trail. Right. Um, and that's a really important thing to remember so that you don't get really disillusioned riding your first, even if it's a 5K, you can expect to do a double time than your 5K road. Um, I think shoe wear is really, really important because to go out on a trail on your um, really soft road shoes, I mean, you can you can get injured immediately from that. So, <clears throat> and I know that when I started running in shoes that had a lot more grip on it, my confidence increased, so I ran better. So that was, you know, it's like a positive cycle. And um, and I think the consistency is getting on the trail more than just once a week, just right. to get used to it, to get your confidence, to get your fitness, because you're always moving your body so differently out there. Right. <laughs> right on. So is that kind of what you, when you started doing it, did you just kind of jump right into it? Did you have any like growing pains through it as far as figuring it out or did, because you had such a background, you just she kind of got into really it? really solid athletic background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess because I'd played hockey um, my whole life, I was pretty agile. I was right. strong um, because you have to be for field hockey. Yeah. Um, and I played a lot of sports my whole life as well, rowing, triathlon. Yeah. Um, but for sure, when you get on trails, it is different. You know, your it ankles is. are all wiggly. And, right. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely the twisted ankles and then right. you twist it again and you let it recover and you twist it again. And Did you say you, you skied too when you were growing up? Did you ski? No, though? I okay. didn't ski. Because I, I think a lot of people that uh, either grew up skiing or snowboarding mm-hmm. kind of ha- are like at an advantage at that point because yeah. they're kind of like picking that line down the hill yeah. like they would with their skiing and they're keeping their hips square with the, the fall line as well. Yeah. I think those people kind of have just a slight, ad- I don't want to say advantage, but... They, they just kind of understand. transition. Yeah, mm-hmm. the easier transition. They understand the flow of going downhill yeah. or even and going I think across. they're used to looking ahead. Exactly. Because yeah. it's so easy just to be like, oh, gosh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? right? Your your yeah, you're not picking out your line if you're yeah. looking straight down at your feet. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, same with, same with, like, having that athletic background. So if, if for a field event, soccer, field hockey, you're you're constantly, you want your eyes up, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be looking down, yeah. and you're, you're picking out the flow. You're going to the empty space, or, you and know what I mean? And you're always thinking ahead. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right? you yeah. got to think of the next. Where are you going next? Where right. am I yeah. going? Where's the pass yeah. where I need to be as opposed to what's happening right now? And that yeah. that's right. huge. I mean, you don't really, like, I never really picked that up when I first started trail running, but you mm-hmm. need to look way down the yeah. trail. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you know? Right. Do I need to take five steps before I hit there? <laughs> Two yeah. steps? Yeah. Can I jump it? But yeah. once you, you know? do that same trail over and over again, you get that rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't hit your rhythm, it just kind of messes that run up yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. So what, the other thing, because we have some listeners, and one of the things um, that kind of goes along with the getting into trail running is getting into it too quickly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's the we talk about it on our show a lot is the fear of missing out. Like oh, yeah. the people yeah. that want to go to this race or go to this you know, fun run or destination, but okay, I gotta, I've never run 25 miles, but I need to do that. Right. So I'm going to do it. What, what kind of advice would you have to somebody that's, that's doing too much too fast and maybe gets burnt out? Yeah. Or gets hurt. Yeah. Injury. Yeah. I mean, I think I always say to people, you've got to summit your own mountain. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. And I think we all do it. I do it. You know, I look at what other people are doing it and I'm like, oh, I should do that. I want to do that. But do I actually want to do it? Do I actually need to do it? Ooh, good point. Or am I happy just doing a 5K race and right. getting better at my 5K race? Even if I'm not doing a better time, mm-hmm. I can hold better form for that time. Or right. maybe I'm going to try and do a hillier one. Or maybe I'm going to travel and go mm-hmm. to a, a 5K race somewhere else. Um, 
you know, you, uh, just because it's fashionable to do 50 miles or 100 miles, it doesn't mean you have to do 50 miles or 100 miles. Right. If you love 10K, 20K, 5K, 1K, then do that and see that as your own mountain and that you're, you're nailing your own mountain. Right. That's really good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I think it's something we could all take. Yeah. yeah so and, and I have to remind myself of that too, because I'm like, what do I want, and what am I doing? And right. So when you say that, when you do that 5K, and you want to hold better form. Mm -hmm. So what do you mean by that? Like mechanically, you want to be more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. And you can um, you can work on your technique. You right. Know, your Is that something that you kind of consciously do? I do. Yeah. And I think we all have to do it always because as our bodies change, we get muscle imbalances without even knowing and. Um, I, I quite often, you know, do a run saying, okay, I'm going to really focus on my technique and try and feel this out, try and figure out how am I going to get that little niggle out of my lower back? What, what can I do with my do body? I basically just move one thing very slightly okay. and run for a bit like that and see if it takes the, w the weight or pressure or pain out. Right. And if it doesn't, I try something else. And then okay. when I get it, I'm like, aha, that's it. Okay. Now try and focus on that. And it's your brain quickly disappears and right. then you have to bring it back and say, okay, now focus on that. What were you doing? Okay. So outside of running, you do some cross training, right? Yeah. And I think that's super important for everybody. I saw a picture of you recently. You were kicking a bag mm -hmm. very aggressively. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I've got you, this you, amazing you, kickboxing group that yeah, I go to. You were kicking the crap out of that bag. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. <laughs> takes out so much anger. I, I think can see any, it. I can feel it any from couple, 500 miles when away. When your woman is like a little bit, you know, she's a wee bit titchy, find her a kickboxing Ooh, class to like go that. to <laughs> once a week at least. At yeah. least. Like your life is going to be incredible. <laughs> That's I, awesome. I just love it. There's a, It's a women's group. Right. And they're all pretty angry at ex-husbands or, <laughs> you know, something going on in their life. All right. And our instructor just tells us, just focus on him. Just put his head right there on that bag and just kick it. What's your focus in the class? Oh, well, it changes. Sometimes it's him if he's been an oh. idiot that day. And he, I'll come back and I'm like, you're cool again. Yeah. He's like, I love this kickboxing class. <laughs> great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's it's, him. Yeah, it's great. So, And the thing is, it's... Um, I always say to people that running is so straightforward and right. often as runners, linear. we go, okay, we'll go biking. It's straightforward. It's we go, oh, okay, we'll do some skiing. We go straightforward. Right. So to do something that's not straightforward is awesome for trail because trail running is not straightforward. No. You're like bouncing all over the place and mm -hmm. the rocks are moving and it's making your ankles twist. So um, to do some sort of cross training that's not straightforward, I think is really beneficial to us. And kickboxing, well, you're like getting your leg right up there and twisting all over the place. And I definitely feel my running improves when I'm doing exercise that's not straightforward. That's so cool. How did you, how did you get into that or how did that happen? I think um, I've always known that cross training is going to be good because um, I can't run for a long amount of time of big distances of high intensity running. Right. My body just doesn't want to do that. My mind doesn't want to do that. Right. I want to do other things. So I've always done cross training mm -hmm. and that's um, because I love biking as well. I love swimming right. and um, and I love going to things like kickboxing where you're challenging yourself. You know, you're not the best anymore. The instructor is completely killing you with her when she's punching you with and you've got your bags up and it's it's really good to be challenged like that it is. um and so i think i've always appreciated doing it because i can focus then more on my running when i go running right. do you have a sweet spot for on like mileage oh 
We'll get to that too. Yeah, right there. Right there. She's imagining me. Yeah. She's like right there. Right on your gray beard. Right. Exactly. Thanks. So do you have a sweet spot like for mileage where where everything is just clicking? And if you go up maybe a little bit too much above that, then you in feel, my training, yeah, you, you feel everything just kind of like blah, like you don't recover um, as well. Yeah, you know, I I don't wear a watch, so I don't ever know how far I've gone. I just know how long I've okay, been out there. Okay. All right, let's go off of that. Yeah. Like time. So time. So generally speaking, I can do a six to eight week block of right. really hard training of six to eight hours a day. And so wow. is that all, that 68 hours, is that all time on your feet? Or does that include time on your feet and kickboxing and yeah, recovery? Yeah, exactly. It could be that too. Right. So it might be I go for a four-hour run. Right. I do a one-hour kickboxing session. And I do one right. hour of um, yoga, yoga or something or right swimming on. or something. Um, but then if it's if I'm focused on something like hard rock, then I'm definitely doing um, most of those, those days on my feet. Right. Okay. Yeah. Do you incorporate some uh, recovery, like body work, massage? Yes, I try to. Um, with the traveling so much, it's often hard to find someone to that's... find the person, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. Guy. We, got, we got our guy, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, and I love that because they know your body yep. and they remember, like, oh, so last week your calf was tight. How's exactly. that today? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. much better. That's good. So let's work on there. And, yeah, I've got my guys that I have in New Zealand and Dunedin. And, and, and here, right? I, and, yeah, and, and in, my, in Durango. Right. Um... But but like, when you go to China, you're like, yeah, yeah you, don't touch me. Yeah, you're like walking in there and you're like, uh, wow, this is I'm a little uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Chickens hanging. Yeah. yeah. Is that a yak's head over yeah. there? Wow, where's the rest of it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That was for dinner. That was yeah. for dinner. I had that last night. Okay. Oh, that, that's the yak, rest of it. That yeah. yak penis joke is yeah. just, it won't go uh, away. You're gonna, if you miss that it's gonna one. It's going to haunt me forever, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, if you're, if you're wondering about the yak penis joke, just ask us on the side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a great story from the yeah. film festival. It wasn't a joke. It was yeah. well done. <laughs> that's So you talk about the travel. Does How does that... Because there's a lot of most, I'm gonna say most, but a lot of people you live in a certain location. Yeah. Right. You work there and you train there, so you yeah. have routines. Mm -hmm. With you, you it's live a in total two opposite. Yeah. There's right? no routine. And so there's no routine. Mm -hmm. How 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 difficult is that when you're trying to train or prepare when you're just you don't know where you're gonna be, what your yeah. facilities are gonna be like, right. what your how your options are. You how never difficult? know if you're gonna be in the bus talking to two dudes. Yeah, yeah. just right? out of the yeah, blue, exactly. some creepers and yeah. Yeah. Whole in the parking hey, lot. We had, we, yeah. we've got, we've, come here, little girl. We got candy in my right. <laughs> no, we said we had lunch with her, so we're we're we're, yeah. we're, we're close now. Yeah. <laughs> Joel says we're BFFs now. Oh, okay. So. Nice. I didn't say that. You did last night. <laughs> Well, I, I did actually. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, this morning I said that yeah. when we were running. So yeah, how do you how do you how do you like? manage that is that how difficult um, is that i guess i've just learned to live with the idea that i don't have routine that i don't have balance and be okay with that and um you know sometimes like example before hard rock or before transvolcania when i'm really really focused on a race i tend to go there and stay there for like the six to eight week block oh, of okay. training that right. i have so then i know what i'm doing i and know where i am i'm then. specific i can right. get on the course i know every rock right um and that's how i like to prepare for a race i like to know exactly what's happening out there right and i like to build a relationship with the mountain with the course and with the people that are out there mm -hmm. um 
and with the culture because so often you know we're so busy that we jump on a flight we get to a race we do the race we leave again the next day and i mean you barely even know where you were which country you were in or who even the race director was and um for me it's really important to go on a course and to help mark the course or um you know get to know the race organizers do some media for them because you know it's because of them that I'm there doing that. Right. So it's important for me to give back to what the race is giving me as well. Okay. Um, so usually if it's a really focused race, I'll have that time there beforehand to um, really get a routine. And the routine might be, I might be living in the back of my car, right. but um, I'm parked at some amazing trailheads True. and I know where I am and I'm in the back of my car at right. least for the six weeks. Um, so it's the same mattress and the same right. sleeping bag. And right. You get um, a routine then during that, exactly. that lead up to the yeah. event. Yeah. So so and I and I really love that and it's uh, I guess it's sort of the traveller in me that I don't mind doing that. Right. Um, but for sure, when you are travelling from one place to the next to the next, you've got one suitcase and right. like now I've got stuff to go to China after here, which right. we're going to high altitudes. So I've got my puffy jackets, my big hiking boots, and then I'm going to Europe for um, Zigama and then to okay. Madeira for a. You know the the race out there, which is like on the beach. So I've got bikini, I've nice. got my sleeping bag, <laughs> I've got everything. You know, yeah, right snowshoes, bikini. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. So when you're packing, you're like, oh my gosh, I, I, this is complicated. So, so when you go to China, are you guys going there for an event or mm-hmm. is it for something else? Yeah, so, so we're doing. Um, it's it's an organized fastest known time attempt. So there's five women, five men, and um, it's on a mountain called Zoo No Kuzu. It's um, 6,100 meters high at the top. Wow, that's almost 20,000 feet. Yep. We start at 5,000 meters, and it's basically seven kilometers up. Wow. And then down again. So at halfway, you change out of your running shoes. You put on hiking boots Boots. and um, crampons, harness, tethered to a a rope, and then you get yourself up to the top, turn around, come back down, and then... That's down crazy. Again. So it's it's completely different to what I've done before. Yeah. I've never been that high. Um, so it's more about the experience and right. the race for me. There's so that there's that race up in Washington that's like that this year. What's that called? Um, Baker is it Baker? Mount Baker? Is it no? Uh, yeah, it's Baker. I don't know. Baker is north of Seattle, it's up in Bellingham. Huh. Mount Baker Marathon, I think it is. Same thing. Where you you got to run up and then you get up on the glacier and you go up and maybe to the summit and you come back down. That sounds fun. So how long are you going to be there to train for that? Since you that's something um, that you haven't yeah, done. Yeah, like only five days before the race. Holy cow. Yeah, so it's wow. it's short. It's a shorter climatization. How do you do elevation then? Pretty good. Yeah, yep. you climatize pretty fast? Yeah, I think I do. And I've, I've had a lot of experience up there now. And I spend most summers um, high up in the mountains camping at the trailheads and right. um, just running up to high peaks every day. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I try to go to the Himalayas every year for a month or two months. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, that's pretty high <laughs> up there too. Yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> I'll go to the Himalayas for a month or two. Yeah. I'm like, I like to go to St. George for a day or two a year. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no. nice. The thing so I love toasty. about going to the Himalayas is that it brings me back to reality, um, to simplicity, mean? to yeah. um, gratefulness. Okay. Because the people out there, they, they don't have anything. Right. And they're so happy and so loving and so giving and giving i mean like they will invite you into their house they'll cook you dinner um you know you, they won't take money from you they don't want you to pay for it they just right. want your presence they can't talk to you they can't speak english but they're so giving and loving like that and they have you know one set of clothes and that's all they need and they right. have one little house and that's all they need for their 10 children and 
grandma and granddad and um and you know it's a it's a beautiful um culture and right. feeling to be around and i like that every year that i can go okay i i don't need anything I can really reduce being like, you know, sometimes you're shopping around and you see something that's pretty and you're like, oh, I'll mm-hmm. get that. And I know. You don't need it. This like, new watch right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need no time. I mean, no. Yeah. yeah. Or you your heart rate. No. Or so your do you elevation. go to the same spot in Himalayas every year or do you kind of like bounce around? Yeah, I bounce around yeah. and um, there's a lot of events out there, different events like uh, stage races, which are always fun. And um, there's different valleys that I like hiking through. So it's, yeah, I usually go somewhere different. That's so cool. So, do you have a travel manager? You or need that, one. Is, right? that, is that what you do? You kind of have. That's what I do in you my, have my time oh, off. Sorry, yeah. well, that, that position was closed real fast. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. You were, I, just, I see where you're you going with that. No, you're I'm offering. Was, no, that's fantastic. I, I like spreadsheets. I'm really good at He's oh, blocking wow. spreadsheets. Yeah. yeah, okay. No, but I mean, that's got to be. a spreadsheet in my life. Yeah, we're, we're ready. That's all you. We'll donate the spreadsheet. Oh, wow. <laughs> so generously. Yeah, right. But, but it's so much, especially with uh, trail running, ultra running, you, people talk about that balance. Mm-hmm. And with you, you're saying you, your life is basically you don't have balance. Mm-hmm. You right. just kind of, I mean, th- that still is hard for me to fathom. All the things that you yeah. do, how you do it so well and consistently, but you're just, it's, I don't say spontaneous, but because how, you're planned. How often, so how much during the year are you actually grounded in, say, New Zealand or Durango? Not very often. So, like, I say I'm based in Durango, but I think I've been there for, like, 12 days this year. <laughs> wow. um, and then New Zealand, yeah. I was there for two months at the okay. end of last year. So um, maybe two and a half months out of the year. Yeah. You get, like, some consistency. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, around Hard Rock, I guess I'm back in Durango, Silverton, trailheads of the area. Right. Um, for, like, those two months. And So when you come back, to do hard rock because that's like mm-hmm. your go-to race now uh-huh. right yeah do you have a vehicle here that's yours or yes. do you rent that yeah. for that time um i had been renting but i've got my own vehicle now which okay is so much better was it you that had problems with the rodents getting in the bottom yeah i had a stuff? porcupine and it <laughs> ate the whole bottom of the <laughs> that's car right, that's did right. you ever figure out how to keep them away yeah, well, I did everything. I peed in a bottle and then right. squirted it underneath. And it didn't that work. That didn't work. Threw rocks at them. That didn't work. You can, um, some people use bounce sheets. Oh, yeah, dryer sheets. Yeah, and put them under there. Um, you know, mothballs. Oh, yeah, yeah, those things stink. Yeah, they really stink. <laughs> and there's actually a spray thingy that you can buy now, which has got, like, um, uh, coyote pee in it. Wow. So, but I, I, I just haven't gone back to that campsite where the porcupine <laughs> was tormenting <laughs> me all night. I heard the other day somebody talking about this. And they said what they do is they put like peppermint oil, the actual oil on the bottom, just a couple drops, because yeah. that's strong enough. It deters oh, them mm-hmm. from getting underneath there and munching on stuff. It smells better than mothballs, it too. It does. Right? Yeah. And for some reason, I immediately thought of you. I was like, oh, I should try yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I'll try, I'll try anything. Right. Actually, yeah. I mean, we like pee in a line around the car. Really? Like per- setting up a around. perimeter? Yeah. We all take turns. If we'd run out of pee, we'd get around the car. <laughs> yeah, and pass pass me some more water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, Refill. you. Come and pee on my car. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, that's yeah. that Everybody's girl. Like, yeah. Her. Oh, man. She's so weird. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. Like, it, my dashboard was like a Christmas tree. It was flashing. Everything was going crazy wow. the next day. That's nuts. Yeah. Well, I'll try that. Let us know if it works. <laughs> I will. So that way, I mean, because we need to know. Yeah. We, everybody needs every, to right? know. Right? Everybody yeah. needs those, those little 
tricks. Oh, yeah. and I'll put it in a little bottle and I'll sell it for like $100 there you go. a bottle. Yeah, just know, put right? some fancy some name on it. Yeah. 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 Right, there yeah. we go. We're yeah. in. Like We're it. in. Yeah, We're we'll in. take 5%. Yeah. So, so bring, let's talk about Hard Rock. Last mm-hmm. night at the film festival, you mentioned that that's your, that was kind of a game changer at yeah. some point where mm-hmm. you kind of got your mojo back. You yeah. got your, your yeah. love for it back. Mm-hmm. What is it? Because, I mean, Hard Rock is kind of that, in the trail running scene, it's kind of like the unicorn in a way where mm-hmm. not everybody can ever gets no, in exactly. right and so why do you go or whatever yeah. so what's i mean what's kind of it mean to you and what's what's the transformation you've yeah, had there? i guess um i met hard rock at the point when i was kind of looking for something and like i didn't really know what that was was it that i needed to stop running and get a real job and you know get a real life and you know move on and do something else and um so i think when i found that i was like oh i love this i want to do this so I need to keep running. And so it changed, I guess it gave me hope and dream, more dreams again. Right. Um, and it gave me a whole season of racing because, you know, I like to race to get prepared for another race. And right. if you're going to do it, you may as well do it. So, um, yeah, I think I think with Hard Rock, it was the mountains, the San Juan Mountains. They're incredibly beautiful. And I liked the idea that it was so remote. It was so extreme. You're not mm-hmm. on like a highway trail. Um, it's quirky, you know, it's different. It's right. it's not open to all elites. It's right. um, got a very limited number. There's a lottery. Um, the people that are there are amazing. Like right. all of a sudden I felt like I'd never run a step in my life when I was meeting people like Billy Simpson who, you know, was had been there for his 10th year and right. 60 years old and right. his sons had been there every year and it was just like an incredible family feel. And, you know, I meet him out at a trailhead and, Instantly, we click and have the next six weeks of training together with his dog. And, um, you know, just so nice to meet these people from completely different worlds and different cultures, but to be, like, so close to them so instantly. And I think when you go to Hard Rock, whether you race, whether you volunteer, whether you crew or just take photos or just go out walking on the course, you can instantly feel that and you can feel why people want to keep going. Right. Um, you know, Rock Horton, who's up at the Virginius um, aid station, you know, he's done his 10 right. Hard Rocks. He's now been at Virginius aid station for 10 years. You know, when you've got someone of that standard and level of 100 milers you right. just feel like oh i'm just a tiny little runner <laughs> i've never run in my life this no, is amazing he's a good and guy. you can learn so much from those people right and that's why i love it so much nice so we want to shift gears a little bit mm-hmm. yeah so so just recently hot um, topic hot topic oh, hot um topics. but i think it's a gr- it's 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 a good topic and a big topic um so just recently cat bradley went out and uh ran a race and she won. She did the Canyons 100K, 100K mm-hmm. in California, and right. she was first female. Right. Had Almost a great broke the course record. Yeah. Right. F- what was she fifth overall? Something like or close eighth, eighth, I think overall. Eighth, over, eighth overall. Eighth overall. And did really well. And she she had a really nice, uh, I don't know, uh, post. Mm-hmm. Right. That kind of talked about her experience crossing the finish line. Great photo of her laying. Yeah. yeah. That was just <laughs> iconic, <laughs> almost All really. Yeah. Didn't you see? That was um, rad. But it talks about just the equality in the sport. Mm-hmm. You know, right. whether it's. Uh, whether it's prize money, whether it's sponsorship, whether right. it's, you know, the recognition right. after doing something that exactly. mm-hmm. crazy at, at the, good. At the finish, the, the announcer did not stick around to announce yeah, the, other, <laughs> the other top women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that really got under her skin yeah. big time. Well, and I think it, it kind of brought to more to light yeah. um, some other imbalances in the right. sport. And it was kind of 
Gina's article came out too from yeah. from the Trail mm-hmm. Sisters on I Run Far. Yeah. Basically the same time. Yeah. So she had quantifiable data. Yeah. The show. Yeah. And then then you have this. It's a true story, but it's like this anecdotal thing to follow that up with. Mm-hmm. So it's a super hot topic right now, and it's an important one. Yeah. And so as long as you've been in the game, so yeah. to say, what's your, what's your take? What's your take on that? What's your experience with yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, it's a shame that we're still battling with inequality. Um, I feel like with the um, events of Cat's finish line, like it's a shame that there wasn't an announcer there to, you know, clap to her and applause to her, but there was not an announcer there to clap or applause anyone. And I think we can't blame the MC for that. Right. This more goes back to our RDs, our race directors. Right. They need to get more on top of it. Who are the women? Who are the men that are racing? Right. And Get a spreadsheet. Maybe they need yeah. to speak to you. I'm in. Get a spreadsheet. There you go. That's oh, nice. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Straight and up then spreadsheet the spreadsheet business. says their name, their number, their right. what they've done, where they've been, who they are, so mm-hmm. that any one of us, anyone, could be like, hey, man, I need to go and pee. Can you just take over my MC for a minute? Because those MCs, they work hard, you they know? They do. So they hand over the microphone and they give it to someone else who knows nothing about running. Right. But they can see the number coming in and yeah. they can read on their little spreadsheet, hey, it's this awesome chick. Like, right, Look exactly. at her. She's killing it. She's crushing it. This yeah. is great. Um, so I don't think it comes from the MCs. They do an amazing job. It must be a really hard job. But it, it goes back to our RDs. You need to have that planned. Like when you're a race director, you need to know who your women are. You need to know who your men are. Right. And like get it set out for mm-hmm. success for everybody right. so that you don't have that sort of thing happening at the finish lines. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's kind of interesting because I remember the first trail or ultra race I ran. I was probably the very last person because they were taking the finish line down. Mm-hmm. But they still were there. But they had this is Eric Manning from North Ogden, Utah. Uh-huh. Is that Squaw Peak? No, it was uh, <laughs> it was in Colorado. I can't even remember the race. It was a fifty k. But but it was kind of neat when you're crossing the finish line. And I was from and out of state. Who you are. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh, it's Eric Manning from North Ogden, Utah. It was my first ultra, so I'm already mm-hmm. thinking, oh, this is kind of cool, mm-hmm. you know. And I was probably near the very end of the the trail. So I think you make a great point is there's so many of these, like, how much I need an aid station? What do I need to do this? Mm-hmm. But you kind of look these little nuances that can right. make somebody's day. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And, and it's hard. It's really hard to be an RD. Like, yeah. we yeah. have to applause any RD that's out there because it's High a five. tough business. Yeah. Our IDs, nice RDs one, today. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And But, you know, it's to overlook all of that stuff. And maybe, you know, we really need to say to those people at the finish line, hey, I didn't feel good about that. Right. Like you need to, you know, give them some ideas. Why didn't you have a spreadsheet? Like constructive criticism. Yeah, exactly. Um, But for sure, the equality with women's sport, it's it's still unequal. Um, You know, when I first started mountain running, um, there was a race we did. It was like 2008. Um, The women all run shorter distances in those mountain races when they're at World Grand Prix standard for mountain running. Um, We got to the finish. We were on the podium. The women got up there. We got um, a bottle of suntan lotion um, and a dressing gown from the local hotel there. Um, So we were standing there and then the boys come up and they're like, oh, and the boys, I'll get a whole crate of beer and 500 bucks. And so we we just stand there as the girls. We're like... Okay, well, we're not moving until you hand over the goods. So Give yeah. me the beer. We're not getting off here with this suntan <laughs> lotion, nightgown, and no cash. Did and they run the longer distance than you? They did. 
that's just crazy that that's still happening. Yeah. So there was two things. Like we are more than capable of running the same distance. Exactly, as right? It happens, it happens, it starts in, in high school, at least here mm -hmm. in the States it does, because yep. they run different distances, right? Yeah, yep. exactly. And then, you know, they're on the podium, it's so unequal. Right. And so we just stood there and we, we actually said to the president at the time, um, you know, we're, we're staying here until you give us the equal prize. And, and they didn't agree, they didn't agree. And eventually they came out with a bottle of wine and some extra checks. And, um, <laughs> extra you know, checks. We, yeah. <laughs> like, and we made, we made a big deal of it. You know, we were right like, on. you know, if you want us to race in these races, right. which is giving you exposure. the profile exposure, then you need to cough it up and, yeah. you know, sort it out. And it is getting better. I know the distances are still different. Um, the women still do shorter distances. Um, That's crazy. And I hope that changes eventually. Um, but for sure, I think now, and I've actually read a couple of articles lately that are online about, okay, well, should women get 125% of the prize money? And I, I say, well, why would why? you do that? Because then the guys get less. Right. And then the guys are just going to get pissed off. Right. And the girls are going to be like, well, I just got more money than you. Right. So then we just got more inequality. Yeah. And then another post was that um, women would pay only 77% of the entry, entry fee. fee. Right. So that more women enter. Right. Well, I just think that's unfair. <laughs> right. Like, I the think RDs still have the same fixed cost. Yeah. The and the, the women event. are still going to drink right. the same or yeah. eat the same or right. run the poop same course the same yeah. on the toilets. Like, <laughs> you know, it's exactly the same. And so I think women and men should pay the same and women and men should be paid the same. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I think we're aiming for equality in this world. And right. So we should go with that. <laughs> well, I noticed too that uh, the Uray 100, it seems like just after that they changed their I can't believe they had already they changed their they uh, had discrepancy in their in their prize playing between men and women yeah and they've mm -hmm. changed it to make it equal now okay. just after the last few right. days well after Kat's oh, article yeah. and yeah. they made the biggest stink last year about oh we're going to test athletes if you if you come to our race and you finish in the top 5 we're going to test you for PEDs but yet on the flip side you're not you know we're coughing up much. and being you know equal to performance See, I think it's one of those things where I honestly, I don't pay attention because I'm never in the prize money, so I could care less. They take my money, and that's all I expect, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right. But it, it kind of, when I was reading Kat's stuff and um, being, so I used to work with the Pearl Azumi Ultra team. I kind of helped mm -hmm. manage that team, mm -hmm. and we had men and women, and we didn't, they, everybody was equal, right? They got the same amount of stuff, whether it was yeah. gear, money, yeah. whatever. It was yeah. equal. It doesn't matter. So to me, it was weird to hear that so many places were mm -hmm. that skewed. Yeah. Right. Well, and the other thing is it's not a, um, there's not a spreadsheet of, um, like, this is how much an athlete will get get paid. And so we don't really know how much yeah. each, each other gets paid. So right. it wasn't until I did the, the survey with the Trail Sisters right. um, that I really realized that this was, like, when I saw the results of that, I was like, wow, it's, I didn't realize that it was so skewed. Yeah. Right. That it really was that bad that women were getting pa still paid so much less than men yeah that that's that honestly it blew me away mm -hmm. like i was i was i was like wow yeah i mean i have two two daughters so mm -hmm. it kind of pissed me off too yeah <laughs> i'm not I gonna lie yeah, you know you i should. was like i don't i and i couldn't understand why because like you said if I, you pay the same entry fee right mm -hmm. you're running the same course right yeah. 
what what's the difference? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you know one runs it faster, but if you're still first overall in your gender, yeah, I don't under I I, I was kind of frustrated, and right. the sponsorship thing didn't make sense to me either. And I've had no. a few internal battles with this, yeah, just for the simple fact that to me, as a if you're sponsored by a company, and I won't name any names, but if you're sponsored by a company, it's kind of their job to promote you. Right, you're their athlete. Yes. Right. So if it's a shoe, you know, rev, you know, shoe spreadsheet or, or photo shoot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that's why they want you there, right? Whether right. you're male or female, they want you on their their team or to represent their brand because of a certain reason, right? Right. You're you're good at running. You're good at running. Or now you're good at running, and you got a good social media game. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever right. it is. That's but what, huge. But mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's their kind of job to help market that. So right. far as the or, pay or goes. Or help you be better at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether, whether it's running or social media, whatever is the greatest, I hate to say it, return on investment for them. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, yeah. we have to be honest. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's kind of their responsibility to, to promote that. Yeah. So for me, I just don't understand why there's that. It's so skewed in the dollars. Well, and it could be a really empowering things thing for brands to pay equally. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Absolutely. start it from the brands up. Right. You know? Yeah. And I and that's why I think for me and, and just reading, and I've been really engrossed in this over the last week. Right. <laughs> you know, with Gina, because we had her on the show, uh-huh. uh, Trail Sisters, and then the, you know, Cats thing came out, and it's just it's just really taken over, because I would it be has. pissed. And like I hope if my kids or my daughter, yeah, if my daughter did something and she didn't get equal, I don't care if it's like her nine to five job or a race. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That would still piss me off. Well, yeah. You know, I just think it's it's ridiculous. So it, it is. Um, you know, hearing you with like 2008 dealing with that, yeah, right, and still having that issue mm-hmm. is I just like don't, ten years later, eleven years I don't, later. I don't I think understand it. Generally speaking, though, I think trail running is pretty good. I feel like most race directors that are in trail running have the values and the essence of trail running, yeah. which is right. very pure, which is very honest. Yeah, and I think because of that, most race directors give. Equally, because they know that that's important. They know that, you know, if they've got women coming who are super competitive, they're going to be rewarded just as a men are. And right now, especially, I honestly think that the women's races are more interesting than the men's. I mean, they are stacked right now. And it is awesome to see so many powerful women out there just crushing it, completely crushing it. And it's cool. It's cool for the sport. Mm -hmm. And hopefully... All the RDs out there go, okay, yeah, I'm going to follow game with all the other guys out there right. and, and you know, make this equal. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, like we see from our side, we don't pay attention to that. Like we, just for fun, like we have a race today. It's a seven-mile race. Yep. Top male, top female, get a Sunto Spartan watch. Awesome. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And second place, 100 bucks cash. This is a seven-mile nice. race. 100 mm-hmm. bucks cash. That's awesome. Right? Third place, 50, 50. bucks cash. But, right. I, like, when I was looking through that, I never thought – Okay, so for second place, the men get a hundred and the women get, get seven seventy five. Yeah. You know? yeah, I mean, just to even exactly. think that, right? Yeah. I would feel uncomfortable. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. you can't quantify. You can't make it make sense, no matter what no. you say. No, it's you not can't twist it any way yeah. for that to it's swear. Like, well, you know, there's more men in the race, so the funds are coming in. This, I mean, you can't twist no. it to where no. someone's going to go. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's more exactly. like no, you're kind of an ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, it is. It, I think mm-hmm. it's great the way cat approached it was very it was it was uh well thought out it was Mm -hmm. well written it was well written eloquent it wasn't like it was just like one of these bashing things yeah right but i think it and like joel said i hope it sticks around for a while i I hope it i hope it makes people stand up for a minute and go yeah you know but in a good way you know hope hope we keep getting stories of okay this race now is treating their entrance equally right that that would be good to see so we see those success stories keep coming out Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think pe- so. And it's people like Kat, you know, yourself, um, people just... Like Gina, too. Yeah, Gina, yeah. what she's doing. And she's touring the country right now. But it's, it's that's important to kind of let people know because, again, and I feel bad in a way because I never knew that because I just don't pay attention. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't affect me, yeah. whether it's a man or a woman. Yeah. And so now I'm like, oh, this well, makes sense. I think a lot sense. of people didn't realize that. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. happening in the trail world, right? Yeah. I mean, we all knew it was kind of happening in the, in the general sense that women were getting paid 75 what it less yeah right 25 percent less yeah so so and i think you made a good point is a lot of times too it comes down like sponsorship right Right. i mean it kind of falls on these companies too to yeah to to start and say okay why aren't we equal right and this is why we need to be and this is what it's going to take to get there yeah exactly and i i honestly believe that the men whether it's a company sponsored man he would have no problem you know making the same it's not like it's the the athletes right no right? exactly and i mean you're gonna ask for what you want mm-hmm. and you're gonna negotiate your own thing yeah right. but it's kind of a stance like okay you're gonna get as a guy you'll get this and as a, a female you're gonna get this and it's the yeah. same thing yeah and your responsibilities are the same yeah right? we want xyz from you yeah and you provide and us. if you want to do less and you get paid less right. whether you're a man or a woman exactly it's not because you get paid less because you're a female. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's just, I'm sorry. That still just blows me away. <laughs> no, you're getting riled up over I here. I have two daughters, and I'll tell you what, if someone does that to them, I'll be knocking on your door. Yikes. <laughs> 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 that infuriates me. <laughs> so what? what's your thought on social media? It's I love it and I hate it. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is wonderful for the brands, obviously, right. for... Um, inspiration for us all right you know, we see great pictures of new places we learn about different races right we, you know it, it it makes the world so much smaller and so much more acceptable for all of us right and um accessible i mean not acceptable so yeah. that's um, a good way to think about it. it makes it smaller almost like it's tangible yeah you can right? see it and you can yeah. go like oh okay i'm getting that experience right. from that person you know you follow them and follow them on instagram and you're like right. oh wow i feel like i've just been to iceland that was great yeah um so i in some ways it's really good but in other ways i feel like um and it goes back to that same thing summiting our own mountains right because we forget what our own mountains are because we're so busy looking at everyone else's right so i think uh you know, without that pressure, without, you know, what have I done on my Garmin today, without right. the Strava records, without mm-hmm. all of that stuff, then maybe we'd be more in tuned with our own running or with our own families or with our right. own lifestyle. Um, I mean, for sure, people are spending hours right. on their phones just now. Think about <laughs> I just had to put that quote in. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to forget that quote. Okay, That's right. Good. Isn't it crazy how much time we spend on it compared to, think about when, when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. You said that you're outside all the time doing stuff. Yeah. Kids Never don't do that anymore, phone. right? I mean, no. they're just inside all the time. I they mean, got the my, virtual mask thing they put on with their phone. And oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they don't, have to, they don't have yeah. to literally leave a set a seat no. to go anywhere they want to go. No. Yeah, you but know they're missing mean? out on the real experience, oh, no, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't look at me. I totally agree. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, so, you know, I, I feel like it's sad, but I have to remind myself, okay, it's a new generation, mm-hmm. new generation, it's a right. new world, like, this is where it's going. This that's is how you reach them. Yeah. Right? Um, right. Yeah, and, uh, you know, most runners are not very good at social media, and most runners don't want to be doing social media because they want to be out there running. Right. Um, and so, you know, it's part of what we do as sponsored running, yeah. as sponsored runners. So, um, yeah, for sure it's like a, oh, I have to do that today. But I know that it's inspiring for right. other people. It's inspiring for me. And so it it's is. worth doing it. 
Okay. Well, could could you imagine like just for a second before Facebook and social media as a runner because yeah. you see it every day now mm-hmm. four blogs you get back from your run and you start calling all your buddies and saying hey guess what I did today I ran uh-huh. five miles and yeah. twelve thousand feet of vert or whatever it is and then you yeah, hang up and call mile. the next guy yeah because <laughs> that's be kind of what it is well but that. the thing is that you would have actually spoken to them yeah. like there's exactly. so many friends yep. That like I know exactly what they've been doing for the last six months, but I haven't talked to them. Yeah. Right. And True. then you go back and you see them, and you're like, "Hey, oh yeah, you popped out a baby. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> you've done this. You've done that." But usually you'd be like, "Hey, I'm pregnant. Oh wow, that's awesome. We right. Do blah blah blah. Can I feel your belly? Yeah. <laughs> but now you just you just know you just know everything. Yeah. So you don't ever have to ring and ask and like talk about things like yeah. that. No, that's. <laughs> That's a, you that's a really good point. Baby. Popped out a baby. How's it been? Well, he's four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's four. been that long. Yeah. He's feeding yeah. himself. <laughs> but you were right, though. I mean, as, mm. as, a, as, a, as a as a from your realm where it's a sponsored athlete, especially, it's part of what you're spo- not supposed to be doing, but it's part of what you do, mm-hmm. right? You have to. So you have to. Yeah. But but also, like you said, people like yourself, especially, it's so inspiring, mm-hmm. right? It because is. not just the places you go but the stories you tell yeah right and it just inspires people and last night you know you spoke at our film festival and someone right away posted i am inspired to go trail running oh cool and they're not a, they i don't think they're a trail runner oh, no that's awesome. right yeah, yeah. but that's they cool. were like i want to go trail running now. Yeah. but it's, it's it's those things and if you can make that difference in someone's Absolutely. life because you know what that's going to do to somebody Absolutely. Probably. Yeah. and that's what i love that's the best part about it is that I know if they're inspired, then they're probably going to inspire someone else, and then they're going to inspire someone else. So it's a really nice cycle like that. Right. Um, yeah, I just feel like it's a shame that we're so in tune with our phones. Yeah. Right. You know. And then one thing that you do, I think, and uh, the rumors with you, right? It's oh, like okay. you love oh. children. Yes. Right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. my daughter had the opportunity to meet you last night, yeah. and she was glowing from it. Yeah. And she doesn't, quote unquote, run, mm-hmm. right? But. You can do so many more things right. to empower other people. Like you do a yeah. lot with children, right? Exactly. And and yeah. f- and, and little girls mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But that's got to bring just a whole new level of satisfaction and, and glow to your life, right? Absolutely, yeah. And I think it was one of the most um, honored place I'd been in when the Fearless Frosty book came out, the that's Sister right. Girls book. It was something that I was so empowered by, and it was. A simple book. It's just a book of my story of my life, but it's for other kids and it's a real life story. And, you know, that's why we wrote it in the first place because there's so many princess books. There's so many like fairy tale books. Right. They're not real. And yep. so kids don't have real role models to look up to. And this mm-hmm. is what I was saying last night that we can all be role models and need to all be role models for the kids in our lives. And that's, and I think the biggest part of that is that, you know, I've, I see that kids are afraid to fail. And we need to teach them that you can fall over mm-hmm. and you can trip up, but it's not failing. Right. You know, you can still fall, but it's not failing. It's learning. Right. And so many kids don't do that anymore. They're nervous. They're, they think they're going to get judged or, you know, they're going to get teased because they, right. they tried something new and they didn't succeed at it. And so they get teased about it. Um, but when I was young, I tried everything and right. I didn't like everything. I wasn't good at everything, but I had a go at it and mm-hmm. I found the things that I was good at. Um, but I feel like so many people don't have the opportunity to find that thing they're good at because they're too afraid to fail. Right. And we need to be out there saying, 
you know what, go and swing on that swing and try and do a flip off that and you're going to cut your knees and it's going to be messy, I but I am. <laughs> Flipping oh. on the swing, my kids yeah. do not do that. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. kids don't <laughs> exactly. do that. It is not safe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> no, but, it, um, but, but yeah, like go and trip up and fall over and try and do that little jump on your bike or whatever mm, yeah. and it's going to hurt, um, but right. you're going to get up and you're going to go, oh, okay, I'll try it again yeah. or not. Yep. But at least you'll know. Right. And so I think that's a really important thing for me with the, with the especially with young girls because I know I was so empowered as a young girl and I know like I've I've had a wonderful life and it's been because my parents encouraged me mm-hmm. to just spread my wings and go for it and if I fell flat on my face then they'd be there to lift me up and pick me up and push me on my on my way. Right. But like you said you learn from those things and I I've think that's, so that's much. I think that's yep. I think that is the absolute biggest thing because mm-hmm. you know whether like I remember as a little kid cuz I'm old and we'd build ramps for our bikes in our mm-hmm. front yard you get yeah, like dude. five mm-hmm. pieces yeah. of 2 by 4 yeah. stacked yeah. on you don't nail them they're just no, loose and then you loose. put plywood right and then you jump off and you, you wreck everywhere yeah and you like, land flat you didn't land on a down slope yeah but no. then you figure but you figure out okay well, well that, that didn't sucked, work so <laughs> i gotta do this it was yeah. unstable so i think yeah. not only like you figure things out uh-huh. and the other thing with what you're saying is i think it's that not just failing but like not letting people down mm-hmm. right because right. as a kid i was the same way and i know my kids are you're fair you're gonna let somebody down right yeah and it's not like put upon them but it's just the way society is, it is right it's like oh i don't want to let them down i don't, right. don't want to yeah. do that because we've yeah. been talked to adults that have run trail races on the show and like oh wanted, annie yeah she's like i just didn't want to let my crew down right they don't want my pacers down right yeah you know, because you, she was afraid to run a mountain race because she's afraid that she's not going to hit the time cost. yeah and I yeah th- but all her crew and pacers would be like right we love you you're exactly. doing awesome get moving let's go and she's got mm-hmm. that power walk yeah 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 but mm-hmm. i mean that but that, i think that overall i think that's the kind of another underlying factor is the pressure you put on yourself whether mm-hmm. you're an adult or a child yeah. right and so by you empowering these these children you know boys girls whatever it is i mean it, it hopefully will put them into where i'll say our generation because me and joel are older but where you just did you tried everything mm-hmm. and you either yeah. found out you you know you failed and you tried to or you, you didn't succeed and you tried again or okay that's not for me maybe yeah. i'll try this other thing exactly right yeah because there's things I could do well and not, and, and vice versa. So, I mean, I just think, I just look at you, and, I mean, you've got, like, I look today, because I was curious, you almost mm-hmm. have 70,000 Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. That's crazy. That's but, great. I, but I think a lot of that has to do with the way you interact with them on social media. It's oh, positive, sure. but it's yeah. true. Yeah. It's real, even and, when you struggle. And that's important, because I am human. Like, you know, we're all human, and we all go through the same roller coaster. And right. um, again, it's that you're, it's your own mountain. Like, if you can, you know, so many people inspire me, and they're like, what are you, that's inspiring to you? Like, you know, when I hear of mums that have just had a baby, and they're out running a block around, you know, from their house while the baby's gone quickly to sleep, and daddy's just come home, I'm like, you did what? You did that? You're amazing. And they're like, what do you mean? That's not amazing. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> that's incredible. You know, mm-hmm. you see people out on the trail that are 60, 70, 80 years old, still yeah. crushing. You're like, wow, that is fascinating. Or the people that come in literally on the cutoff or two hours after the cutoff. And right. you're like, damn, you have had a mission <laughs> out there and you are still going. That yep. is awesome. You know, and, and that's why I like being as honest and open as I can because I'm still on a roller coaster just like everybody else and we can all learn from each other and right. that's important. Well, I think one of the things that you do that I don't see as much of in social media, especially with like sponsored athletes, is you talk about your lows. 
Because you see a lot of people talk about their highs and maybe they'll go through a block of no posts because they were going through that low. But when you talk about like your actual, you know, I quit drinking coffee. Yeah. Oh, man, that was brutal. Yeah, because you want your body to get, you know, back because you travel so much or you don't, you're burnt out or whatever it is. But you talk about those lows. And I think what that, for me anyway, it makes you more human, Mm -hmm. right? It makes you like, oh, wait a minute. She's just like me yeah right. right she's addicted to coffee yeah yeah <laughs> which, which, which i am yeah yeah you should yeah. try it one day it's awful not try it first, no, no you no, should no. try it not it's try the that. first two days are horrific yeah. terrible like headaches just non-stop headaches the like fever sweats i oh, mean no. seriously like through, a proper like, full withdrawals oh, i yeah. do that when i eat a lot of protein yeah oh. <laughs> you get the meat sweats <laughs> It was just like that, except yeah, without coffee. Yeah, but then literally a couple of days after, and I'm not even craving coffee. Really? And it's been like over two weeks What now. if you smelt it? Would you I, crave I it? I smell it, and I'm like, oh, that smells nice, but I don't want to drink it. Uh, so if I smell it, I would just be like, all over can with. I just have the pot? Yeah. yeah, I'm a coffee I guy. think for me, I, um, I just got really tired. I was really fatigued, and my right. body was in a really close point of going downhill really quickly right. like i was right on the edge there like kind of peeking over <laughs> and i was like man i have to stop here and i just felt like my body was inflamed i was tired i couldn't run my legs were like lead even before i'd start running mm-hmm. um and so i just thought okay like and i was kind of having this weird relationship with coffee i was like oh. i want that but i don't want that really mm. so i was like okay i'm just not gonna have it and then, and I felt, it felt good. It really did feel good. And I feel now like after two weeks of no running, no yoga, no coffee, just good, like uh, anti-inflammatory type foods, I'm finally feeling good again. So, so are you going to transition back, back onto yeah. those? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know yeah. like if coffee is really that good. But I mean, wh- it's an amazing. Okay. But, but when you're in the mountains next time and you've got your little backpack, you got your stove. Yeah. I mean, isn't mm-hmm. that part of the experience? Ooh. Yeah. But <laughs> you can also make a nice green tea. Yeah. I've yeah. heard of those okay, things. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or chai? you could, yeah, you can make a nice chai. Have you tried cheese curds? Oh my cheese gosh. Cheese curds. Yeah. Is that the crunchy cheese chewy it, things? Yeah. It's their Ooh, squeaky cheese the squeaky chewy things. Cheese that's been fried. That's, I've, that's I've the deep looked fried. at one. That's you, as close as I got. You got to get closer than that. I, I don't know. I tried to um, get it up here. My friends took me to Applebee's, which I didn't know oh, what that yeah. was. And they were like, oh, oh it's this great restaurant. It's no, really it's fun. And nice. so we got there and I'm like, this is... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's nice, gross. but it, <laughs> and they were like, "Isn't this wonderful?" They were no. completely teasing me. Oh, okay. And, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say you need but new that's friends. Why they, were, they were saying that they were like, "Let's go out for a great dinner," and they took me to Applebee's. I'm like, "Really?" Looking around, yeah. I was like, "Oh wow, this is nice." And they <laughs> got you? some mozzarella sticks. Oh, and those I are I tried different. one of them. Nope. That okay. was not amazing. Okay. I'm okay if you don't try those, but cheese curds. That's a big thing for the show. We're looking for a cheese curd sponsor. Okay. They're good. Yeah, yeah. you really got to try them. If okay. you're in town, Roosters, the beer we had last night. Yeah. So they, they have deep curds. fried cheese curds. I mean, it sounds amazing. It's truly amazing. Yeah. It's so much that better was so than nice yak. Nice how you said that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and it's it's better than yak penis. Really? Yeah, I've heard. Well, I've I didn't heard. try it. So, so neither have I. But I've heard okay. that. We'll have yeah. to get Max on the Max show. King said that, right? Yes, he, he, he okay. tried it. Yeah, you need to ask him. Yeah. Bring so, him but that's good too to get your body back in alignment is cheese curds. That's what I've heard. That'll okay. get her back to that edge where she's peeking yeah. over the edge again. <laughs> like, what have I she's done? Like, right away. <laughs> I'm so sick. Yeah. Where, where the hell's the coffee? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to come back from this. So so you're leaving uh, Utah when? A um, couple days? Is it Monday tomorrow? No, tomorrow's Sunday. Tomorrow's okay. Sunday. So and you're going to Park Monday. City Run Company on that's Sunday. Right, that's right. Doing. And that's mm-hmm. Canis is awesome you like up Canis. there. He's, He's a awesome. great guy. Cool. Can't wait. Um, okay. And then where are you leaving from Utah? 
I'm from to? Salt Lake City. I'm going to um, Dallas for a week, see some family there. Okay. And then um, to China. Okay. So Dallas, is, is that some downtime, just your time with well, family? Well, because I'm training again yeah. now, um, and I'm training for China, which is a vertical race, right. and then Zagama, which is a vertical race, right. and then Madeira, which has a lot of vertical in the race too, then I'm, I'm not sure that Dallas is going to be the best <laughs> for vertical training. <laughs> so I'm going to try and find a gym and do some of those steps. Right. Machine things. Or just get in a really tall building and run up and down the stairs. That's also true. Those yeah. races are really great fun if yeah. you ever feel like they doing something like that. that yeah, doesn't no. even you can sound taste fun. blood at the top. Mm. Oh, yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm good without fun. that. I'm good yeah. without that. Um, so, yes, yeah, so you're Dallas, then China. Yep, and then Zagama, which is in Spain. Yep. Right. Um, and then Madeira, which is um, the Portuguese island out of Portu Portugal, and mm -hmm. it's um, the 55 Sky Race. 55 okay. K. Yeah. So you're you're pretty much are you so are you booked for like the year? You know what you're doing until December yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. There's not much spontaneity right. in the year. You know, you I know where I'm gonna be pretty much every day of the year from wow. now. How much um, longer do you think you can maintain this? Or do you wanna do it? I mean, physically I think I could keep going as long as my as long as I was looking after my body and right. taking care. But um there's definitely lots of other things I want to do in my right. life. I want to be a mom, so right. that's going to put a halt to the racing. Um, where would you want running. to anchor? Would you have an anchor place? Would you have a place where you would just like, okay, this is where we're going to be for a little bit? Or would you kind of yeah. do that nomad lifestyle with your kid? I mean, I'd love to. I think I got a lot from being that right. nomad kid. Um, and But I think initially in New Zealand, I'd like to be there with my parents, with a right. tiny baby. And, yeah. um, but, you know, when they're that small... It, I mean, I can say this, and probably all the women out there with tiny babies are going to be like, you idiot. <laughs> but it looks fairly um, easy is not the word I'm looking Straightforward, for. Straightforward, maybe? Straightforward of putting a baby in a pack. You don't need food because you've got your breast milk, and you just Give him go. a gel. Just give him a gel. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> a few drips of coffee. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be the don't worst mum ever. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not saying it's easy i'm just saying i think it could be possible of yeah. taking right. the baby exactly. on exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah once they get to that point where they're walking everything just you know goes out the door it does yeah. Yeah. yeah so while they're tiny then i think that could be really fun and especially for your parents to get that experience yeah, too absolutely. right that's so yeah. that, that's like golden for yeah, them yeah absolutely so yeah i think that will are happen. they like um, are they on you about that my sister just had a baby so, so now they've the forgotten about me nice. okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. And you're like high five your sister yeah thanks it's a lot of pressure off me Here's, a, here's yeah. a onesie. Yeah. Yeah. As, as supportive as they all are about being um, me traveling and being away racing, they would love me to come home. Of course. Obviously. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's lots of other things. Like, I'd love to do more with the Sisu girls, with the right. girls' empowerment projects, and um, maybe even do some race directing of um, – of kids races yeah. with the Sisu girls and yeah. um, go into schools, try and run an after school program right. and get some kids camps. And um, then we've also got our trail running adventures um, retreats, which right. are it's a really fun project where we can. What's that website? Trailrunadventures.com. Okay. Trailrunadventures.com. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's that's a really fun project, and um, you know we're offering custom trips. So I'm sort of interested to see <laughs> what people come up with if they come up with anything. Where you get to go? Yeah, because <laughs> I think that could be really fun. Just you know, sort of living someone else's dream. Well, yeah. do you have 
kind of like pre I didn't get to hear all this last night. Uh-huh. Um, do you have prepackaged stuff and then yeah. do you have something where somebody comes to you and says, I want to do this? Yeah, so we have um, we have Costa Rica where we go right. for a retreat. We have Bhutan, which is in the Himalayas, which right. is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Madeira for next year now. Right. Um, and um, Greenland also, which is a sailboat wow. running trip. Really? So yeah, you ferry between the boat and the... Yeah, the boat cool. just drops us off on the land and we get out there and go running with have the you polar been, bears. Have you run there yet? I have not, no. Oh, so I'm really excited about going there. You're going to coffee there. Oh, Dude, well that's stop okay. enabling her. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm going to leave here and go and get a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's what over. We do. My days are over. And, and cheese curds. <laughs> yeah. See? Right well. there. That's yeah. why she's my new favorite person. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. High five. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's there's lots of different projects out there. That's you know, cool. I'd love to just um, be in New Zealand and travel right. around New Zealand and do stuff I don't even get to do there because I'm always here. here. Yeah. Right. So I guess that brings up a good point. Is there something out there you... St- would like to do or you haven't done? Yeah, there's so many things. Um, I really love making jewelry and I'd love to get into doing more metal work with the jewelry. Are you still selling that? Yep, I do. My my it's more of a hobby. Right. And the hard thing is that I don't travel with my jewelry box. Right. So when I'm on the road it's very hard to Make, make new stuff right. and put it online. Are you buying stuff when you like, like you go somewhere? You're like, oh, that is cool. I need that stone. Yeah, exactly. I'm finding back. little gems along right. the way, and so all my rain, my jewelry ranges are there's they're very unique. There's maybe four or five right. of the one piece that I do, and that's just because I've collected that many beads from Morocco right. or wherever. Wow. Okay. Um, so that's a really fun project, and it's it's more of a hobby, but. Um, yeah, it's definitely lots of stuff I'd like to learn more about making jewellery. That's cool. Um, I'd like to have a house. That would be cool. Um, <laughs> it sounds <laughs> cool, but yeah, yeah. it's not that cool. It's yeah, not that cool. <laughs> I would, I would, what I would really like it for is so that even if it was just a tiny little log cabin that's open living, it's tiny, it, right. I don't even mind about that, but I'd love the garden. I want to be yeah. able to plant flowers and right. some veggies and you know, get up in the trees and build a little tree house and nice. sit there and relax and, I like you know, it. that sort of stuff where you can really create something that feels like home. Right. Nice. Oh, mm. so do you want to do a lightning round before yeah, you yeah, wrap, yeah, wrap for this sure. up? That's oh exactly no, what this I was thinking. Scary. Yeah. What it's is so it? scary, too. Because oh no. I was so thinking of some stuff this morning. So you have to close your eyes. No, I'm just kidding. No, don't do that. Um, so you have a lightning round. Don't you have a list? Yeah, man. Come what? on. You wow. think I'm not prepared? We're in the oh we're in Studio 78. I got a filing cat. No, I'm just kidding. I got all kinds of stuff in here. So our lightning round is where we ask you a question. Yeah. And it's just whatever comes to your mind. Right. And oh, like a one-word answer thing? Kind of. Uh, I mean, oh, if it takes more than one, we're okay, oh, okay. with that. Okay. If we need to go down the rabbit hole, we will. Yeah, okay. like if you okay. say something and we're kind of like, wait a minute. What? Let's <laughs> talk about that. Because we've yeah, made okay. mistakes on this show, believe it or not. We interviewed no, one of our I guests. And after the show, we were done recording. We said, so where'd you meet your wife? And he said, band camp. And we're like, oh, my oh, God. Yeah. We right. never like touched that. Who was that? <laughs> Gabe Joyce, That's the inventor right. of trail running. That's right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, so we got oh a little, gosh, we'll, we have a, a little list. Um, we, won't, we won't cover is, them Is all. that our standard list? That's our standard. Okay. So we okay. can come up with more. But right. We want to do a little lightning round with you. Okay. So go, I'm going to let right. Joel kick it off. All right. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Okay. Vegan, vegetarian, metasaurus, or all the above? All of the above. Right on. Nice. Yeah. If you had one kid, boy or girl? Oh. Oh, I don't think I can answer that. Two kids, boy or girl? <laughs> You're supposed to say boy and, and girl. <laughs> or yeah, but I don't know if I want boy and girl. How many girl. kids do you want? 
12. Oh, my. Holy. You no. need a lot bigger than a <laughs> yeah. small cat open no, cabin. I, I definitely don't want 12. Two. two. So yeah, the, one okay. boy, one girl. Why all, don't we go all, all, all the moms out there, when you said 12, just went, oh, oh girl. Yeah. What is she on about? She is, is she, they can imagine me in a little van with all these kids tied to me. Yeah. <laughs> drip feeding them coffee. Yeah. Drip lines of <laughs> energy like, gels. They're like little Jeez. baby birds. Just yeah. Someone needs to intervene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite band? Favorite band? Yeah. Um, Florence and the Machine. Nice. Oh, nice. She kills it. We went to see her at Red Rocks last year. Oh, oh my gosh. Right it on. was incredible. Okay. It's yeah. always good. Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter? None of the above. That girl. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. That's so Snapchat. cool. Snap. Oh. No, no, I'm not I was on Snapchat. Say, no. I, don't, I, don't, I, I didn't don't go do there. Snapchat. We don't do that either. Yeah. That was too it's, scary. It's too confusing <laughs> yeah. for me. Right. It's too instant. It's, it's gone right. before yeah. you even yeah. know it. Exactly. All right. Um, favorite guilty pleasure to listen to? While you're running or driving? Music. Um, I don't listen to music while I'm running. Okay. Um, while I'm driving, I really like Fat Freddy's Drop. Do you know them? They're a New Zealand band. Can like you a sing us a couple band. things? Yes, go ahead and sing it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like very dubstepy jazz mixture. Okay, so it's Fat okay. Freddy's, Freddy's drop. drop. They just took a huge hit on iTunes right now. I know. Yes. Everybody's typing it in right now going, oh, <laughs> no. i got to listen to yeah, this. Yeah, it's exactly. great. It's really good. It's good driving music. <laughs> okay. What is your uh, typical meal the night before a big runner race? Um, chicken with some sweet potato fries and salad. Okay. It's what I eat like every day, all day, every meal. Yeah. Wow. Because then I don't have to think about it. And I'm terrible at cooking. Are I you? burn everything. Oh. Everything. That's. Even coffee. I can burn it. That's oh, bad. That's, sad. that's, that's really, really bad. bad. That's sad. So speaking of chickens, mm-hmm. me and Joel <laughs> are starting a new race. That wow. We, we, so okay. when we're on the trail, we think of everything. And this morning yeah. we're on our run. And there was chickens? No, I have. Oh. I used to have chickens in Yeah, my me yard. too. And they got eaten by a polecat. Oh, I don't, I What's a polecat? It's a thing. I don't even know if it's a cat or a dog or a ferret, but it's in the UK and they're vicious and they ate rhubarb and custard and pepper and poncho. They were my chickens. Oh. And that's they left one head of rhubarb's oh. head. Oh. Just kind of. That's, that's what gang, that was like. That's, that's like the Godfather, just leaving that that head. The yeah. polecat yeah. gang. Yeah, that's a that's the a that's a warning. Game. That is, is a good. Is it a band name? Yeah, it's right there. Right there on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I already got my band name. Oh, what is it? No mas pantalones. Nice. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. It just rolls off the tongue because you right. can have a whole crowd singing that. So, are we done with the chicken story? <laughs> no, the chicken story. Hey, what happened with the chicken? So, it's a race we're gonna do. You build your own stroller or contrapment, and you race by putting your chicken in there, and it's like a one k. Down the street, you're, you're pushing it. It's like you're pushing the baby, but, but it's, it's a chicken, chicken. in the and stroller. And if the chicken jumps out, you have to grab it and put it back. Well, in. Well, we <gasps> thought about that. No, we thought about that. We thought about oh. that, and Peta would be all over this. So right. we're going to make sure it's enclosed, so the chicken will not get injured. True. And you got to right. Chicken but up. chickens could jump out of a stroller without getting injured. I'm pretty sure. I, I think so, but I know there's people out there with that the wouldn't think, think so. so. Right. Because my chickens were pretty agile. We did mm-hmm. like a Spartan course. It was really cool, but that's another story. <laughs> you took a chicken with you on a Spartan course? No, I made one in the backyard. Yeah, I a Spartan course in yeah, your backyard yeah, for my chickens only. For my chickens. Yeah, it was intense. Wow, it was intense. <laughs> yeah, Gosh. which one won? Uh, Buffy. Buffy. Yeah, she okay. was our buff orphan. <laughs> she was our best, chi- my favorite chicken. Is she? I would hold her. What happened to them? Animals. I don't know if it was a Ra- skunk raccoon. or raccoon. It was Skunks. Yeah, or raccoon out mm. of the yard. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was it's ugly. Painful. It w- yeah. Feathers everywhere. Joel, you can have take over. <laughs> <for a minute. laughs> All right. What's your favorite piece of gear? Favorite piece of gear, um, my running shoes. Okay, the ones you get on? No, um, those little custom mongrel shoes that I have. Did, we, did you? S- no, you weren't there. Mm-hmm. No, they're just um, 
Salomon have this great program where they make um, oh, the custom shoes for right. the, the athletes. Yeah. And so um, I've had the same style shoe for like the last five years. They just work perfectly. And the right. shoe designer's like, we're not moving anything. We're not changing anything. They work perfectly. Okay. I wear the same pair of shoes for a whole hundred miles. Don't even swap them out. They right. work great. So, okay. yeah. Okay, so, so Salomon those shoes. people don't have access to custom okay. shoes, yeah. what is your second piece of gear? Next piece of gear. Um, probably my running, running pack. Okay, running okay. pack. Which, yeah. which is your um, the Salomon is it the skin Skin Lab. Skin S Lab Skin S Lab all two or three. Yeah. It's that well, little stretchy. Yeah. Yeah, the skin Salomon pack. Yeah. Right. That's what we're going with. Yeah. Um, morning or evening run? Morning. Morning? Mm-hmm. Mm. What is your favorite part of trail running? If you could pick one th- what's your favorite thing about trail running? Getting to the top of a mountain. Okay. My turn? Yep. You want one? This is good. It is good. Guilty pleasure food. Oh, yeah. Um, chocolate ice cream. It's pretty pretty basic, but that that's, your, that's your yeah. go-to. Uh-huh. Joel's an ice cream guy. I am. Yeah, he I is. love it. He the Ben and Jerry's fish food. Oh, I think that that's my absolute that favorite. That so good. I mean, you can get like 17,000 calories from one of those tubs. Right? Those are so I mean, good, Can you imagine though. having that's one of those in a 100-mile race? If they could somehow keep it frozen. Okay, I mean, yeah, you'd run yeah. forever on one of those things. Yeah, it's true. Oh, that'd be that's so great. Good. And it'd be easy on your tummy. It would. I think it would be. No. I like the fish food. I'm with yeah. you on yeah. that one. That one. Um, so what would what would the 12-year-old Anna say to Anna today? Um, I think she'd say, right on. Good work. You, like, hit some good peaks. You went on some massive big dark holes, but you got yourself back out of it. And um, I think... You know, I've learned a lot. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've done things that I'm like, wow, that was stupid, or why did I do that, or I'm so injured, this is awful, but right. all things that I've learned from. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. I think that's a good way to end. All right, yeah. So awesome. we'll, we'll let you off the hook there. But, um, God, we, we really appreciate you taking the time yeah, to be on our awesome. show. Yeah, uh, the Troll Manners podcast listeners are super psyched. They were excited when they all heard that we were having you on the show. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm excited because you were in Studio 78. Yeah, it's yeah. so great. What and a cool place. the first ever Ogden Trail Running Festival. Yeah. yeah. Nice one. That was awesome last night. Really tough to top yeah. going forward. <laughs> yeah. Can I say that? And good well, luck I mean, for the race today. We have some ideas. We talked about this. Yeah, point. we have some ideas. Right. Like this. the Chicken Spartan race. You're yeah. adding that oh, next year, aren't you? The Chicken Spartan. That'd Everyone so can bring their own chickens. Well, everybody's got to bring their own chicken, mm-hmm. yeah. their own cart, and they can dress up their chicken however they want. Yep. So like right? gold, gold chain, flannel yeah. shirt, just yeah. the top two buttons. Yep. Exactly. I think that's really cool chicken and attire. Then, uh, totally. And that little chicken cart can have switches, so he's just kind of like low riding. Yeah. 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 We're, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, Sounds we'll, fun. You'll yeah. see it. It'll be yeah. global before <clears> too long. Yeah. Oh, you'll I can see imagine. It. You'll see it in New Zealand. Yeah. The pole cats are going to want in. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, they're in the UK. They're in UK. They're UK. <coughs> We're going to want yeah, in anyway. We'll go there anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know they'll the U- be flying over yeah, the for UK's the chicken race. The yeah. polecats. That's I like love a gang. That. It is the polecat gang. Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, thanks for taking the time to My sit pleasure. down with us. We, yeah. we really do appreciate it. And we can't yeah. tell you just on our for ourselves what you mean to not just the sport of trail running, but right. people in, in general. Well, um, thank I think you. You're you guys are doing a great job as well. It's well, awesome well, to see such passionate people. Um, RDs out there, trail manner people, you know, 
really getting out there and, and well, thank you. encouraging your community and other communities to you know, step up and put a good event on. Right. That's well, awesome. that's, the, that's the goal for sure. Yeah. So. Exactly. But thanks for, for coming on. Good luck with the rest of the year. Thank um, you. Yeah. As usual, we'll be following you. Cool. Yeah. Um, thank on you so social much. media because okay. that's the best thing ever. Yeah. So. <laughs> so thanks for joining us. Uh, I hope yeah. you have fun uh, yeah, while you're right. here and good luck. Awesome. Thank you All so right. much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. We'd like to thank Anna Frost for taking the time to come out to Ogden, Utah to be a part of the Ogden Trail Running Festival as well as this amazing podcast. You can check more Anna out through all her social media links and all the cool things that she's up to. We also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or you can swing by the website at trailmanners.com pick up your swag and rights there on our store page or hit us up on the contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or even if you would like to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it. <laughs>